I I would have to think so, and I might have a follow up or two. But I want to I, I want to say it was just remarkable when I met you years and years ago, and all of you guys kind of came in as this Knicks contingent. I don't know how many years ago this was. If this was seven years ago, ten Bunch years of ago. miserable dudes. <laughs> you had an energy to you. All of you guys, Mark Berman, Chris yeah. Herring was there, and it was just different, a very different energy. And the remarkable thing about you, and this was back in the old Oracle Arena, you would just commentate the game hilariously profanely oh and by the way i want to get you out of tv mode you get in your comfort zone you can curse you can do whatever you want <laughs> but you were just yelling hilarious jokes and observations in my memory you're standing i don't know if you're actually standing but in my memory you were and i was going oh my god this guy's a maniac and then i thought he's just from new york it's just they're different out there and yeah. i'm wondering was that you at the beginning when you started the the Knicks journey? Were you just always like that, that live wire and that making your own rules? Or is that something you developed and you just yeah. went, I don't even, I don't care anymore. I am just, yeah. I'm just I, doing yeah. this job the way I want. Yeah, I was probably a little out of control. Plus, you know, when we first started covering the team, the standard was they needed to get to a conference final or a final. It was considered a failure. Hmm. Then they had new ownership come in. They were constantly losing all the time. And all of a sudden, the way that they viewed success. And there was one game, I still remember it out in Oakland, when David Lee, I think he might have had 30, 20, and 10. He had hmm. some kind of crazy stat. And the Knicks, and it was late in the season, it might have been March or even April, and the Knicks in the locker room were talking about it like it was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. I'm thinking, you guys have about 25 wins. This is what we've now <laughs> been reduced to. Like if Patrick Ewing had done that back in the day and the team had only won 25 games, people would have been looking to run the poor guy out of town. But it was it was a tough beat from this standpoint. You know, if you criticize the team or the owner, they were out to get you at that point. So I kind of became mm. publicly enemy um, enemy number one because the owner, Jim Dolan, was at war with the Daily News and with Mike Lupica. So I was the one constantly showing up for games. So it was, you know, they tried to make my life miserable back then, which is, you know, fine. They could do whatever they want. It's not, they're not thinking, how can we help you? You need this player, let mm -hmm. me get them. They're doing everything they can to prevent you from doing their job. So it, it was it was a real hostile place to work for a number of years there. And I always felt they were more focused on the media coverage than the actual results. Cause as you know, Ethan, we don't dictate the coverage, the results dictate the coverage. And yes, there's yeah. always drama when a team is winning. You covered some of those great warrior teams. And if you have dream on green, there's going to be drama, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's about the results. And when I covered the Knicks for, when I first started, they won. And then for a long period, they were terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about that in that arc because you were talking a little bit about uh, Richard Lewis.